Hey everybody, Brandon here. Uh, so recording a, a podcast about six movies turned out to be a much larger task than we had anticipated. We ended up recording for about three whole hours, and in our opinion, that's far too much for a single episode. So we're going to cut it into two parts. This episode will include our thoughts on Friday the 13th, 1 through 3, and you can hear the rest next week on May 13th in Honest to God Friday the 13th. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dead Last Podcast, and check out our YouTube companion page for sexy vids. And please forgive my speech currently and during this episode, as I am extremely sick. Bye! Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode two of Ooh. the Dead Last Podcast. I'm Brandon Valley. I'm Luke Beeman. And we have a special guest that we'll introduce shortly. Yeah. So things have been going well here in the studio. Spectral Jeff, our, uh, he's been here hanging out. Yeah, I'm wondering what Spectral Jeff does with his time when we're not in here. I'm not sure. Maybe I, for another episode. I've noticed some uh, etchings in the walls, some arcane symbols of sorts. I went there last time. but Oh, I thought that was just you. Special Jeff, uh, for um, anybody that hasn't heard, is our um, sound engineer, or the ghost of a sound engineer, possibly. He's um, a spirit that resides in the studio that we record this podcast in. Best in the business. And he's he's the best I've ever worked with. Also, the song you just heard was uh, Third Antler by Luke Spann, the special. Yes, sir. Is that song about a deer's penis? You know, it's up to, it's, yeah, it is. I feel like that's what a deer bro would call his penis if he was in a bar. Wants you my third antler? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is what it's about, it's come to think of it. It's a good song name. Thanks. Uh, we had a lot of listeners, a lot of fans, a lot of people responding on Twitter. Yeah, feedback's been, been good. great. We've got a lot of, uh, a lot of people semi-internationally. Mm. Not many people on the mainland, but a lot of the you know, other territories of the United States, a lot of Guam. You know, Puerto Rico. Are people from Guam? Listen? Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever American parts of the Bahamas that exist. A lot of people there. Uh, what's the other one? Guantanamo. Mm. I don't know where that is. But we got a lot of listeners there. Good. Yeah, so things have been going good. Things have been growing. It's our target demo. Yeah, we got a lot of fans. I don't know what we should call our fans yet. Mm. Is Deadheads taken? No. I that's no one brilliant. has deadheads, right? I don't think deadheads has ever been used. I don't think so. Yeah, that's great. I love we, it. Can we do deadheads or or deadites? I, no, yeah, neither. Uh, last holes. <laughs> last holes. Last holes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll it, figure it out. Yeah. You guys tell us. Yeah. Tweet at us. Let us know. What 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 do you want to be referred to as for the rest of your lives? Yeah. By us. Uh, we had a lot of... Uh, a lot of love on Twitter. A lot of retweets. We're going to reach out all of them right now real quickly. Uh, shout out to Pastel Palace. Laughing Horror. Scare Tissue Come. The Noble Gaming. Zombie Mailman. Morales EJ. Meth Syndicate. ABS Horror Show. Invader Arsonist. Autumn McCobb. And Alice Beeman. That's my mom. That's your mama. On Twitter. On the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Not a lot of parents on the Twitter sphere, I feel like. She's a hip mom. My parents aren't. No. I don't want to know what they do. Ask them if they want to be a last hole and be a fan. A deadhead? Yeah. Maybe a deadhead. Better. Cool. So for this episode, we will be getting into Friday the 13th, 1 through 6. And on this episode, we have special guest, Boston comedian Mark Gallagher. Oh, oh hey, my guys. God, what? Mark. Who the hey. hell are you? Wait, you guys, are you guys recording the podcast? Because I'm in a mood. I'm in a podcast mood. Oh, man. He gets he gets in a frenzy by moonlight <laughs> every time. I'm just in a mood, and I, I, I smelt a podcast. I, I was like, I gotta I gotta get in on this. You got a fever? I have a fever. I got a podcast fever. A pod fever. Yeah, I'm gonna die if we don't record the podcast. Oh my god! Well, I guess we better let him be a guest. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my! This is gonna work. 
So how how are you, Mark? How are you doing? I'm all right. I heard recently you won the Monster Energy Drink Comedy Festival. Big time comedy festival. I won it. Everyone else lost it. Everyone else in the world lost it. Nice. I won it. Yep. Wow. That's pretty prestigious. Yeah. What yeah. do you win when you win the Monster Energy Drink Comedy Festival? Oh, I uh, get to say that I won it. Um, That's pretty good. I'm gonna, they're going to introduce me to the guy that made the Monster Energy Drink. I'm going to get to meet him. Gregory Monster. Gregory Monster. Mm-hmm. And I heard he's a crazy guy. He re- he's, re- he's, he's concocting a new drink, and he's going to let me taste it for the first time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So I'm excited <laughs> for that. And uh, I also get to mow R.L. Stein's lawn. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, this is a good time, Such I guess, to m- mention that I work part-time for Monster Energy in promotions. Oh, so you were there yeah. for when I did the um, then when I won. No, I had no idea that this Yeah, I won existed. the festival. Yeah. No, no, it does. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's cool. probably – I think it's the – I mean, it's definitely the biggest comedy festival. I think so. I think it is, and I, I know it is. Well, the, su- the submission fee is a lean – what is it? It's a grand. A grand? It's a okay, grand. A grand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So not bad. No. No, yeah. It's Well, basically, they're just trying to weed out the assholes because some people right. will submit to these things just to let you know that they have 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. They, they're not even real comedians. They just like letting people know that they have $20 bills. Just flashing cash. Yeah. And they're like, if we pump this up to a grand, we're going to get some real comics. And they, uh, you know. <laughs> That's how we do it in Boston. Yeah. yeah. All so. the good comics have money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you exactly. Seinfeld submitting. Yep. You know. I went, yeah, I was against some big names, you know. Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, he was in the fest Greg this Geraldo, year. Yep. Both in Mitch the fest Hedberg. this year. Yep. So, Mark, what's your history like with horror movies? Horror movies, I like them. Uh, I worked in a video store for like eight years, so I, I'm very like I'm, I've been surrounded by movies in general for a lot of my life, and I uh, I remember I grew up all over New England. I lived in Hampton for a while. There were a lot of video stores there, and I. Uh, agenda that myself and, and friends of mine had where we wanted to watch every horror movie that we could get our hands on. So we would ride our bikes to the video store and just rent until we, in Express Video, maxed it out, Hampton, New Hampshire. Maxed <laughs> it out, watched them all. Thrill the Hunt, that's what you're in for? Yeah. Nice, me too. Yeah. Nice, I can so, relate. Hooked at an early age, I think. Yeah. Uh, so what what really like resonated with you? Like, What is your... Your type of horror movie? Um, I think, like, once I really started to d- develop taste, I really got into, like, the Sam Raimi, like, the artsy-fartsy. I, I like, you know, like, the visual aspect of, of a, a lot of horror. Like, anyone that is willing to push the genre uh, in terms of just the way it's it's made, I like, I like that kind of stuff. Um Early on, and that's why I'm excited about talking about Friday the 13th, it was just like pick a monster stuff. Like, who's your guy? And he, this is what, definitely one of my guys. Jason's yeah. your man? Yeah. In yeah. A, a slasher sense or, yeah, just overall? J- yeah. Like, at an early age, he was, he was, it was like a gateway drug getting, you know, it was, it, it, especially when there's, there's a bunch of it, you know, so you can, Oh, now I can watch this one. Now I can watch this one, and then and then after that, you know, you trail off and you go into Freddy Universe and you know, watch the Halloween movies and all that. There, all of those. I know you were saying before you're not a big slasher guy, but I think those are good entry, like good paths to get people into horror, especially kids, because kids are into collecting and stuff like that. You know, I think so. There's so. enough there, and also you know, tits and. Blood oh, that's the big thing that, too. You know, yeah, you get to see just. Draws them in. <clears throat> I forget which one it is, and you, and you, you revisited them recently. So, wh- which one is the one where there's a girl sunbathing and then she gets like the hedge clippers to to the throat? Oh, that's uh, part five. Yeah, <clears throat> part five. But well, actually, it's not even hedge clippers to the throat. You think it is. Yeah. And then they eventually show her body, and he just hedge clipped her through the eyes. Oh know? yes, and it's yeah. Clipped. Yeah, which was I thought was a bold move. It is. It's yeah, pretty risky because yeah. that could get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it could get you in trouble. You can't do that. No, you can't. You can't do that. Um, that those were probably some of the first titties I I ever done seen. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I felt the same know. way about the Leprechaun movies. I think I talked about that oh, last yeah. time, but guy goes to I'd watch the titties them for the boobs. And it's fans. Turns out it was fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had the best ones. Bridget. I remember you, Bridget. Um, to get us into the Friday the 13th movies, I have prepared a trivia game. Ooh. Oh, okay. For the both of you. <clears throat> nice. So the way this game is going to work is I'm going to posit a question to one of you. And if you can answer it, you get the point. Otherwise, the question passes. Okay. And then uh, whoever has the most points at the end of it will win uh, absolutely nothing. Cool. I'm on fire right now, just to let you know, because yeah. I'm co- fr- hot off of the Monster Energy during comedy festivals. So. Oh, so you're wired. Absolutely wired. Yeah, I, I just feel like I could lose nothing right now. You worked up a nice sweat mowing Earl's Dines lawn. Got <laughs> <laughs> a nice pump going. I did. Yeah. Strong gains. You today. know that guy has a scraggly ass lawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hedge maze. Yeah, that's the one direction he gives me every time. I'm like, so how do you want the lawn today? And he goes, you know how I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want it creepy. <laughs> Overgrown with weeds. Some of those talking plants that you know the ones. Make a path to lead them in, tempt them, make them want to walk through and regret it. <laughs> That'd be an awesome job, you R.L. Stein's lawn. <laughs> it is an awesome is, job yeah. that, I, that I have. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. First question is going to go to young Luke Beeman here. Okay. What other slasher predating Friday the 13th Part 2 has a killer wearing a burlap sack eerily similar to Jason's? Oh, okay. Um, this is a movie I haven't seen before. It's something, uh, forgetting the exact name. It's the the town that feared sundown or something. Close like that. enough. The town that dreaded sundown in 1976. Right. Okay. Predated by four, well, five years, but had a man in a burlap sack. Right. And it was exactly <coughs> the same thing. Right. Weird it was, it was, it was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. It was supposed. That was like an homage, right? In Friday the 13th Part Two, they wanted Jason to look like that killer. From or that a ripoff. Or a ripoff. Yeah. Well, homage is. I mean, the entire thing was supposed to be a ripoff of Halloween in the first place, so... Oh, we'll get there. We'll go with ripoff. Okay. All right. That is one. Did you watch the remake of that? Of the town that that heard Sundown? I have not seen either of them. Oh, okay. Well, then let's not discuss those movies. That'll be the next time you're here, Mark. Yeah. All right, Mark, for you, in part two, what was the name of the dog? Oh, Arl Stein. Arl <laughs> Stein, 100% correct. Thank you. Now, the dog's name was Muffin. Uh, Muffin. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to pass it to you. But oh, did you know that anyways? I didn't. So. All right, never mind. So, yeah. Messing up my own game. Just want to be honest. All right. To Luke. What mask does Tommy Jarvis wear in parts four and five? Is it that like alien mask looking thing that looks like the Cantina ding, band from ding, Star Wars? Ding, yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, it looks like one of the Cantina guys yeah. who plays the music style known as jizz. It's called jizz. Space jazz. Jizz. Yeah, George Lucas. It was before jizz was like a funny thing for semen, so Oh really? That's an Yeah, so George Lucas was like, Well, let's just change jazz a little, make it jizz. So they play jizz. That's literally <laughs> wow. The name of the type of music in the cantina is the, jizz. The and Millennium Falcon was originally going to call be called the Millennium Fistfuck. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah he he didn't know. Yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> I Luke Cumwalker. There was yeah. yeah. Alec Guinness is like we need to. We should probably change it to the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I have a feeling it's it's going to be. I don't, You've got to change it, George. <laughs> he changed the. He made lightsabers because they were gonna. He was just gonna name them laser swords. Laser swords, right? Yeah. Jesus. But Alcatraz is like, I don't know. How about lightsabers? Like anything else? Did he come up with that? Oh, yeah, so, did. There were so many handlers that made those movies good. <laughs> yeah, George yeah. Lucas just had yeah. barely a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, I know. He barely did. a skeleton, an Luke's- osteoporosis-ridden skeleton <laughs> of an idea. That piece. Everyone of shit. fixed that movie. Oh, what a what a shout shit out everyone for Star Wars. Shout out George Lucas. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. That's two for Luke. Yeah. Mark. The character Ned in the original Friday the 13th was played by the son of what very famous 40s crooner? 40s crooner. He does a lot of Christmas songs. Bing White. <laughs> you were so <laughs> close. It's Bing White. 
It's Bing White. It's Bing Crosby. Okay, no. you're supposed to defer to me. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm gonna give it to him because that's that's too close. Yeah, yeah Bing that's is uh, not the most common for he, me. I get it because he is like the whitest person I've ever seen. <laughs> Bing white, like he, Bing white, Bing Crosby. There's like no the way that guy didn't it. go home and just like if there's not a steak so. on the table <clears throat> that he was beating the shit out of his kids and his wife. Yeah, yeah. Right. that guy's a piece of shit. His I never, I don't know anything about his him. His followers but. are called Crosbadiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls his fans. Crosby does. Um, so this, that was one of his kids. I didn't know that. Yeah, that is um, his fifth kid, Harry Crosby. Uh, Bing Crosby was a very awful, abusive man. So this kid was beat by... He really him. was? And Well, must have, yeah. I mean, I just he assume beat, that. He beat his kids, yeah. I, a lot of them committed suicide. Is that guy mm. still alive? Guy in the I, don't, I don't know. But just imagine that. You get terror, terrorized by this guy, and then... Just to make a buck, you have to act in horror movies where people are just, like, being your dad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you know, he, he adapted to the role well. <laughs> oh, no. You can answer it. Answer it. We got a phone call. We got a caller on the line. Hold on a sec. I can always cut this. <laughs> hey, we got a... Hello? You're live. Go ahead. Shoot. What? I said shoot. Hey, John. Hey, we're recording a podcast right now, buddy. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, hey, John, what do you what do you think about uh, Friday the Thirteenth? Can you give us your opinion on the franchise? Um, mostly good, but pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> Can you elaborate? What do you like about it? Um, I like when he's on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) You you like Jason Takes Manhattan the best? Yes. Now, I think one of our first friendship experiences was me trying to cram that movie down your throat. Yeah, it was right before I... uh my senior graduation week in high school and you made me watch it and then the senior class went on a boat trip around the river <laughs> you thought that I would think that uh, that's what was going to happen <laughs> and I was right and I was right and that's why you I lived I was fucking scared the whole You, you should be thanking me for the fact that you're still alive. Yeah, well, it, it taught me all the trips, so I knew which, like, places to, you know, not fuck around near. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the boat. And it also didn't hurt that I was mostly a virgin. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that way you would have been safe, though. Yeah, that would have made you immune. You wouldn't have died. What? You wouldn't have died if you were a virgin. You'd have been fine. Yeah, exactly. Before Jason kills a man, he always checks their knob cherries. <laughs> he was like, "Yo, you only stuck that thing in like twice." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling in, John. You're our first official caller. <laughs> oh, well, that was fun. I hope I never hear this because I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> we should be. Thanks, buddy. I love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. What a, what a fun guest drop in. Yeah, that's fun. Hmm. John Paparella from LA. I'm not familiar. He's uh he's famous. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he lives at home. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, trivia. continuing with trivia. The, with the trivia here. You got some tough ones, man. These All are, right. These are tough. So for Luke, how many actors have played Jason? Uh, okay. All right. The first first homie was the sh- in part two is a short short homie. I'm gonna give you a clue though. There has been more than one per movie for some of them. Right. I know part six. There was two different people that played Jason. So two. There was the short guy. Three was a different guy. Four. I want to say it was a different guy. Five, no one. Six was, I think, two different guys. Then Kane Hodder was the the main guy for like the the latter part of the series. 
You're taking okay. too long. Okay, I want to say seven. Wrong. Okay. Mark. I'm just going to say six because I'm right. Wrong. Eight. Eight. You both lose. No points. Thirteen. Thirteen was wow. right. Well, that Can't... was just because they thought it was cute to have that number for the number of... I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. 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 It was just cute. What a cute little game. Yeah. <laughs> they did that right, but there's no 13. movie where 13 people die ever. No. In the in the I series. So. That would have been an easy thing to just do. Yeah. Here's a multiple choice. Mark. Okay. What is the franchise's total body count? A, 78. B, 129. C, 146. Or D, 161. I'm going to go for A. You went with A, 78. That yeah. is wrong. Oh, man. I'm going to say 128, whatever the 120s one was. Wrong. Really? Mark? What are the options again? Now it's down to 146 or 161. 146. That is correct. Mm. I yeah. Just want, I, I, I just want it to be the lower one because that seems like, you know, the trick. Like yeah. The, oh, you over. thought a lot of people died, but only three people died. Because oh. yeah, in, in Friday the 13th, part 15, they <laughs> bring back most of the cast. So that only four people really died. And who knows with all the dream sequences and stuff? Like, who yeah. knows like what the actual body count is? Like, what happened to that and what dude? about Jason? He dies in a few of them. Yeah, does, does he count as deaths? Yeah. Like, yeah. When yeah, he I mean, dies and reanimates and gets blown into a million well, pieces. Well, according to the movie, if he dies, then yeah, that's a death in the movie. Yeah. All right. Fuck your numbers. Tie you just, game. You just shook the whole internet up with that. Tie you game. Realize. Yeah. Yeah, also, so 146 people in just 12 films. That's an average of 12.2 slaughters a film. Hmm. Pretty good stats. Which of the first six actually came out on Friday the 13th? Uh, like the release date was on the on Friday the 13th? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which of the first six? Yes. Okay. Um, I think it was only like two. Like, um, do, you, do you want the, the number of how many or which ones? If you can name one. Um, part four, I think, did. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely correct. Nice. Ding, ding, ding. How how many how many came out on Friday the 13th? I believe two. It was two. Okay, cool. So that's double right for me? Is that like a point and a half or is that? You get one. Okay. That's fine. Don't be greedy. Yeah. All right. Final question. This could be a tiebreaker. It could wind up like that. Okay. This is four. You're Mark. at three two right now, right? Yes, you're leading by one. Mark, what was Jason's original name meant to be? Meant to be. It was gonna be a different name? Yes. Oh. Bing White. <laughs> <laughs> bing bing bing. <laughs> That's it. Bing White. Uh Luke. His original name was gonna be Josh, and they changed it because they didn't think it sounded menacing enough. That so it is a menacing a school bully named Jason. And that is absolutely true. And Luke is the winner, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, winner of, of this. this winner cool. of this, but um I I'm still the winner of the Monster Energy Drink Comedy Festival. I just want to <laughs> <laughs> we haven't forgotten. Okay. We have not just, forgotten. Just wanted to point that out. All right. I just someone just uh, tagged me in a show that I'm on this weekend. And they put in parentheses like all the credits everyone has, right? And they they uh, they just say comedy studio next to my name, and, and not like, Wolf Pussy or Monster no, Energy Drink. No, festival? and first of all, comedy studio is a club. It's, it's a, a club. club. Like, don't put my name next to that. I don't want to. You know, anyone goes there. They have street rats there. Yes, <laughs> they're pulling people off the streets. I won the Monster Energy Drink Comedy Festival. I have video evidence. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna have a fit. I watched a, the Alston Riddler. The Alston Riddler walk right in the comedy studio and get a set. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You walked oh right my in god, there. that guy needs some new riddles. It's the same ones every time. It's the same fucking. Riddles. I promise it's new. Does he say that? What do you? Yeah, he says it's new every time, and I tell him I don't want to do it. But still, he's like, you know, this to be true. <laughs> Nothing but the. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I love it. You don't know the Austin Riddler? He is the, is the answer every time is the answer. It's a man. It's, <laughs> it's a baby, and then it's a, on a cane at the end. It's a man. I think that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but one of them is like, uh, the answer is nothing. Where it's like, what's greater than God? More evil than Satan. <laughs> if you eat it, you will die. 
<laughs> you know it. You know the answer. You know it to be true. <laughs> and, and the answer is nothing to yeah. that one? Yeah. That's such a trick question, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I've heard it before, so I always yeah. get it. Right. Yeah. Well, can I still have a dollar? I'm like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, anyone that doesn't know that Alston Riddler is just a guy that peruses the streets of Alston and um, passersby have to engage him in his riddles. I've been, like, late for shit before, and he's like, I got a riddle for you. I'm like, dude, I've heard them, and I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect the hustle, though. I do, too. Yeah. I mean, it's a good hustle. The riddle hustle is not recognized by most people. True. Um, and I'm pretty sure we just overlooked it as well. So, fuck you, Austin. I mean, at least he did something. I've had a guy come up to me, ask me for money. Be like, hey, man, I got no song. I got no dance. But it's my wife. We're starving. Like, can we have some money? And I'm like, okay, I just got paid. I hand him $5. He turns around and does a handshake with another guy. And then they walk separate ways. Wow. He just bought crack, like, in front of me. For $5? <laughs> for five dollars will get you crack? I, I think that might have been the tipping point for what he needed. Wow. But right in front of me. What does crack, do you think, go for? For $10? $15? $20? 25 We should investigate. It's always 25 yeah. How much is crack? We'll find out firsthand. But this isn't Jason. This stuff. isn't Jason. Let's... You guys already well, get into it? There's crack and Jason takes Manhattan, but that's for another day. All right. All right, let's get into it. Jason 1 through 6, baby. Focusing this episode on Friday the 13th, parts 1 through 6. So, uh, we made a tweet. You can follow us at Dead Last Podcast and participate, and we had some participants. So, the tweet was, recording episode 2 on Friday the 13th, 1 through 6. What's your favorite? We asked people what their favorite was. That was the tweet. Yes, yeah. Um, and we got 42% for Friday the 13th, the original. In second place, 33% was the final chapter. Yeah. 17%, a new beginning. That's weird. And then um, 8%, Jason lives. And fourth. So the first one is uh, the original. They just don't know. Yeah. Things right. didn't go your way that time, huh, boys? Yeah, they <laughs> It'll change. By the end of the episode, we're going to double check that. We're going to go over that again. So, that poll. So like I said on... On the last podcast is that slashers have been kind of a blind spot for me. So I haven't right. really experienced a lot of them. I've only seen like the ass end of Halloween, J, you know, Friday the 13th, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, all of them. So me going through these first six movies for the first time, I've ever actually seen them. Right. So it, it was pretty exciting. I, I liked them. I enjoyed it. Your experience whole, overall was good? On a whole, I gotta say, I definitely enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy I watched them. Uh, so let's, start, let's dive in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, the original Friday the 13th here. So this is uh, 1980. This came out. It was directed by Sean S. Cunningham and uh, written by Victor Miller. Um, so we're just going to get off right off the bat and just say that there are going to be spoilers in these movies. Oh, of course. Um, okay, so um, for each each movie here, I'm going to go over a quick memorable quality, kind of what that movie's known for, and um, Jason's look in the movie, his outfit, his wardrobe. So um, I'm just going to ruin this movie for everyone right off the bat. Um, the memorable quality about the original is the twist at the end is that the killer in this one is not the infamous Jason. It is his mother, Pamela Voorhees. And she is um, killing these teenage counselors at this camp that reopens to avenge her son's drowning. 
um, at the hands of neglectful counselors that were having sexual intercourse when they should have been lifeguarding. So, um, yeah, let's get right into it. What are, what are some of your guys' thoughts on the original? Uh, I enjoyed this one. This was definitely in the better part of the six. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say this is my second favorite. Okay. Um, I always like the atmosphere. I like the opening music. <clears throat> yes. You know, the acting isn't necessarily that great. Well, tell that to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, we'll give him Bacon. Um, also, something I'd like to get off my chest is that I wrote... So, to jump ahead for a little bit, for number three, there's a guy sleeping in the middle of the road. Right, yeah. Right? Guy with the eyeball. And immediately, I'm like, oh, road naps. And I'm like, that sounds like a G.I. Joe name. <laughs> you know, his, his name would be... Good, yeah. His name would be Roadnap. <laughs> yeah. Roadnap, So, yeah. I wrote... A G.I. Joe name for one person per the six films. Oh, that's good. So if I could just get this out of the way real quick. Okay, for the first, Friday the 13th, uh, bow tie would be Kevin Bacon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he gets an arrow. Yeah, right through the neck. Put through his neck. Yeah, it's good. Number two, lawnmower. The guy uh, in a wheelchair because he has a blade in his face and he's on yeah. the wheels. Oh, nice. Yeah, Man. he goes down the stairs backwards. That's a yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. good lawnmower. Good kill, yeah. The third movie would be Road Nap, the guy napping the road. Or mm-hmm. that punk in the store who's all about manners. I would call her Manor War. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Road Nap because it's like a good trait. Like, like shit's going down. It's like roadnap, do your stuff, and then and the roadnap just takes a nap. Yeah, oh shit, roadnap road. is yep. killing it right now. Yeah. Taking a nap now. <laughs> uh, number four, Fat Camp, the fat yeah. hippie girl who's camping on the side of the road. Oh, Banana Girl. Yeah, Banana yeah, Girl. She, yeah, yeah. She, I would call her Banana Girl, but I like her. Did she die with the banana in her hand? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's he stabs her in the head, and you yeah. you see the banana in her mouth, yeah. and then she like pops it. Out I, of her it's hand. funny it's because cool. they're obviously just commenting on her obesity, but right. bananas are healthy. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're good for you. They're cheap. I mean, yeah, you can't eat too many, or you'll you will die. Sure, they could have really? given her a different nerve damage. Nah. Yeah, I, if you eat I, too much potassium, like you, you can give you cardiac arrest. If you eat too many bananas, you can. Well, there die. goes our Chiquita I banana eat, sponsor. I eat three Thanks bananas a day. Is that bad? I think that's fine. You're in a okay. safe zone. We're talking okay. like extreme amounts. Oh, okay. I drank okay. A, eleven banana smoothies today. You and ate thirteen. Bananas. You're probably gonna pass. I feel fine. Away, like well, I'll be the <laughs> banana girl. I'll see her. In That'll a, be good for the podcast, though. <laughs> I think. Yeah, we'll make it more spooky. Yeah, <laughs> like Prince's albums. Anyways, <laughs> wow. Five, Ethel Knoll, which is uh, nice. that lady Ethel. Yeah, she's horrible. She's violent and wants to explode. Uh, I'll talk more about her when we get there. And six is Dead Drunk, the uh, the grave, the alcoholic oh, yeah. grave digger. Oh, yeah. yeah. We like this guy. Yeah, yeah. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. So those are all my, uh, my G.I. Joe names. Hard to, sorry to get off track for cool. a second, no, but I need to good. get that off my chest. Yeah. It took too much time to think about those. <laughs> A lot of time. But the first was good. The first uh, exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Um, you can tell that either the MPAA either told them they couldn't have all the death scenes or they had such a low budget because every single death was just, we're seeing it after the fact pretty much. All off screen. We didn't see anyone die, really. It's just like, uh, I just. Except Kevin Bacon, which is kind of a gruesome death, too. That yeah. arrow under the bed through the neck. I mean, that's yeah. like a pretty graphic. Death, and that's the one that that they chose to do. That you know, launched his career. Yeah, he wouldn't be the Hollow Man without without that one. But who, who I really loved the most was uh, immediately Crazy Ralph. Oh yeah, it's yeah. got a death curse. Yeah, this guy. Actually, yeah. Spectral Jeff, can you play that clip real quick? Mm. You're going to camp blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph! Get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. Never come back again. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Ralph. <laughs> it's got a death curse. <laughs> Leave people alone, right. Ralph. <laughs> He's so good. He's so endearing. Mm-hmm. I wish he was in every single one of them. Yeah, only one more. The best part with him is when they just 
innocently go into the cabin to whatever, just get their blankets, and he's just there. He's, he's just, in the pantry. Yeah, he's just there. <laughs> he's like, and, right. she, she, yeah, she, no, she opens the pantry to go like get food. She's yeah. setting up a pot, and he's just been waiting in the pantry <laughs> for a long and time. Who knows how long? Yeah. <laughs> Waiting like, Damn it, Ralph, it. again. Yeah, and they just tell him to leave, and, and he just, like, leaves on his bike, and the camera stays on him. Too long. For right. way too on long. On his bike, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a speck in the I distance. I am a messenger of God. <laughs> God sent me. So here's my question about Ralph. Is Ralph the first, like, prophet of doom that we see in a horror movie? Like, yeah. a slasher movie? I the first he's... one that got, that warns the teens don't go there, and I then everyone dies? I think the, the, the harbinger is what they call it in, like, a okay. cabin in the woods. Right, yeah, right. Sound like that, and I think... I think he is because I don't think they had that in the first Halloween, right? No, there's no there's no one to, there, to no. warn Laurie Strode, right? No, no, you know, and that's something that lasted in like tons of movies. That's so a pretty I, big I trope really to get great. introduced there. But actually, maybe Texas Chainsaw at the gas station. Oh yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, that's actually part of the first. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yep, yeah. And what year was uh, the first Friday the Thirteenth? Nineteen eighty. Eighty. Nineteen eighty. I really. I liked Kevin Bacon's inability to dive. Oh yeah, into the water. Right, it's a terrible dive, terrible yeah. form. You know, not a good diver. Uh, on the whole, I don't think it was very well acted. Right. At all, I didn't feel a connection to any of the characters, but the entire mood, I thought, was pretty spooky. Right. You know the the entire atmosphere of everything in the storm. Yeah. And all that, and actually, one other clip. I'd like to play. If you could play that spectral, this is something I really like to. Um, Marcy talks to Kevin Bacon about her dream, and it's literally the calm before the storm, and it says a precedent. Oh right, yeah. Really, just talking about in every single movie, there's a storm, and there is like a dream sequence of sorts. Mm-hmm. And this little, this little. Sp- speech here I, I feel like really encapsulates the feeling of that going forward in the rest of the movies yeah okay like yeah. you know? all right special jeff uh roll mm-hmm. roll that clip boy it's gonna storm <laughs> can tear down that valley like a son of a gun i've been afraid of storms ever since i was a little kid no really <laughs> yeah i've had this dream about five or six times where i'm in a thunderstorm mm-hmm. and it's raining really hard it sounds like pebbles when it hits the ground. I can hear it. I try to block out the sound with my hands, only it doesn't work. It just keeps getting louder and louder. And then the rain turns to blood. And the blood washes away in little rivers. And then the sound stops. <laughs> It's just a dream. Yeah, I know. Call it my shower dream. <laughs> hey, hey, this is no dream. Come on, we're gonna get soaked. <laughs> yeah, and blood, right? Blood forever. Because every single one of them has a storm. Yeah, that's always the last night, and that's like when Jason shows up. And almost every one of them has a dream to end it out with. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. If I could dive into it a little here, yeah, go for it. Um, because I, I I agree with your point. I think that um, you know the original Friday Thirteenth kind of sets up a lot of tropes for the rest of the series, and we see a lot of things for the first time. And um, you know, my thoughts on the movie originally, I, I like it more um, more than a lot of other entries, and not just because it's the original. Um, you know, I mean, it, so you know, it came out. It was obviously inspired by John Carpenter's Halloween, which came out in nineteen seventy eight. And even the writer Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham have admitted that they were riding <laughs> off the success of that, you know. And 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 um, and I think that you know I look at Halloween as the original slasher movie, but I look at Friday Thirteenth as the franchise that solidified the slasher genre and kind of wrote the rule book and kind of the um, the guidelines, you know, the to, to what would happen. And, and and it was the first time we saw this formula that would just keep repeating itself, you know. Um, I, I say almost to to a weakness though. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the first three movies, it seems to just drone on and do the same exact thing. And right. When they start to change it up is where I, it kind of entices me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I still found this one enjoyable, especially when Betsy Palmer makes a scene when Miss Voorhees. Right. Well, here, we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. right, until the end, um, even though I already ruined it. But, yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting because I think Hall- Friday 13th really was trying to imitate Halloween – 
like you said, kind of to a fault. They literally they were taking things that were maybe just kind of incidental in the original. Like these teens are all smoking pot and they're having sex, mm-hmm. and made it like okay, if you smoke pot or have sex, you're going to die by the killer. And I don't think that was necessarily John Carpenter's intent. Maybe you know that's a conversation for another day. But I think that they kind of took these just kind of incidental parts of Halloween and they were like, okay, that's the guideline for this movie. And then yeah, like you said, even though they just kept repeating the formula, and that was just kind of what perpetuated this whole series. It was like, okay, well, this one made money. Let's make another one. Well, let's do the same shit again. So I think that this one's kind of cool because it kind of solidifies those tropes and stuff like that. It's the first one where, you know, like it it establishes certain rules. Um, If you're alone and singing to yourself, you're going to (laughs) die, right? So that, you know, which is kind of a precursor to the, if you go skinny dipping, you're going to die later in the series. Things like that, like the final girl, you know? So Jamie Lee Curtis was the final girl in Halloween. And she was very, like, resourceful and was kind of, you know, like, fucking up Michael. And it wasn't easy for him to, to like, blindside her a killer. And the final girl in the end of Friday 13th, uh, Alice, is also very resourceful. She ties an impressive knot um, to a door to a ceiling fan to keep Jason out. No other characters in Friday 13th tie knots. She knows how to do it. Nice. It's a boating trade trick. Not wise. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, I think the, the, the other thing... Um, to me, which isn't really my favorite part about the movie, but I think a really interesting thing in the series that I'm going to address later is the fact that y- we don't see the killer at all. All the kills are either, p- like you said, off screen or they're POV shots. Mm-hmm. So it's really not about the killer. You know, this reveal at the end, you know, is kind of like the twist. But it's not. We're not seeing the killer. It, it, we're a far cry from seeing Jason like murder these teens and what this series becomes about. You know, it's kind of about these teens getting like slaughtered by this faceless killer. So I think that's kind of interesting. Um, and the only other thing that I thought is interesting, too, is also that this is the only Friday 13th until part six that actually take place at Camp Crystal Lake. Every other one takes place either, like, oh, across the lake and, or somewhere else. Or, yeah, is it – it's a different lake, though? Is it – I thought it was like you had a different part of the lake. You, you mean, know from, what I mean? From, from what? Different from what? Well, like Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, he, uh, like, is it still the in the same lake? Right, like, like yeah. at the camp. I mean, yeah. It takes okay. place at the camp, you know? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know why anyone else would feel the need to go there eventually. To go to the camp? Yeah, I'm just like, we're just like, well, it's been like a year since 80 teens died, so we'll set up camp. Well, that's part two, is it's supposed to take five years later, and they do build um, Mm -hmm. a new camp, and that's where it takes place, which I think is a waste of resources. Jurassic World, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just like Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what, what, <laughs> do you, what do you think about the first one? What are your opinions? Uh, the first one, I mean, you guys have covered a lot of the bases. Uh, it, it does introduce a lot of uh, similar themes that you end up bumping into later in the series. Um, one thing that I really love in this that's consistent with, I think, all of them up until they go to maybe fr- – uh, um, Jason Goes to Hell. I'm not sure if he did this one, but the composer, is it Manfredini? Harry Manfredini, Manfredini yeah. Manfredini, yeah. yeah. Amazing music. Incredible. G- really good, and I don't know if it's if they do this in the first one, but I do know they do for most of them. The movie opens, and it gives you just like a lot of musicals. It just gives you yeah. a taste of the score for like two or It's a minutes. long credit sequence with that yeah. score playing. Yeah, so I really like that. I don't. Do they do that in the first one? Yeah, or? well, they do. Um, and if I want to just get into that really quick, just because yeah. Harry Manfredini, I think, is a, a, and the scores are a huge part of this franchise, and he scored every one except for Jason Takes Manhattan, which has this bullshit okay, '80s rock score one. to it. Yeah. Um, and it just wouldn't really have been in place there. Don't argue uh-huh. with me about the bullshit rock. No, Brandon. no, it's uh, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to talk about. Uh, there's one. Uh, part of the scoring that is almost exactly like uh, the thing, like okay. except it it just doesn't take this turn at the like at the end of the chorus of the song. Like uh, I don't know, it's very strange. Is it, it the score exactly of the thing or like the in a song? Score, the score. The Do you know score. who did it? Um, I mean, it was probably John Carpenter. Well, I'm saying, no, well, uh, yeah, I think John he Carpenter scored did most of his movies. So. Or Ennio yeah. Morricone. The, no, yeah, Ennio Morricone did, yeah. did the, really did the thing. Yeah. Cool. That was who scored Orca. Our last episode's yeah. Morricone. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. In uh, Hateful Eight, actually, um, they used some of the unused scores from the thing. Oh, cool! Yeah. I love this. I won the Oscar too for yeah. best score this year. Shout out. Still yeah, winning. Still he can't winning. stop. Yeah. So the thing with uh, Harry Manfredini is um, he's like um, very much compared to Bernard Herrmann, who scored a lot of Hitchcock's movies, most famously really? Psycho. Yeah. And the score to the original Friday Thirteenth is a complete 
I mean, I don't really want to say a ripoff, but it really takes from the Psycho score. And uh-huh. it's all very string-heavy, yeah. you know. And yeah. Bernard Herrmann's whole thing with Psycho is the entire score is strings. There's no horns. There's no brass or anything. It's all strings. And he wanted it to sound like this very sharp kind of stabbing, mm-hmm. like the shower scene. The ding, 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 ding. You know, that's all strings. Um, and if you listen to the scores, like you're talking about, Mark, this um, the opening sequence in, in Friday 13th, it is. it sounds a lot like Psycho. Um, it's got this... Ding, ding, you know it's supposed to like imitate like stabbing you know it's got this very forceful kind of um yeah um so that so that's really cool and i had this actual this this quick quote um because i was looking into harry manfredini a bit and uh a lot of people compared him to bernard herman obviously and he says there are probably a lot of composers who don't imitate bernard herman and they're not writing anymore they're selling insurance in tacoma yeah (laughs) i like that um bernard herman this is off topic but i i think he did the score to the day the earth stood still he did yep and that's a really 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 good first movie to use the theremin as a as an instrument yeah Yeah, that's awesome yeah kicked off like the sci-fi the sound of sci-fi yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, that guy's very talented. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, so go on. So I just wanted to talk real quick about Harry Manfredini because he's a big part of yeah. these movies, I think. Yeah, um, Yeah. so I mean, I in general, the first movie is not my favorite. I, I like when Jason really starts to become a pop icon. Yeah, me too. And that doesn't happen until maybe the third movie and up. Um, but it's it's definitely a, a great mystery the whole time. You're who's the killer? Who's the killer? And right. it, was, it was a good twist at the end, so yeah. I like that. Um, t- it's cool. Just a little fun fact about Tom Savini doing the the makeup effects mm-hmm. because he's he's like one of the celebrities of of um, of that industry. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's just a very straightforward run of the mill kind of slasher movie. But it's quality for what it is because there are a lot of movies that uh, this movie, like you were saying, imitates Halloween. There are a lot of other movies doing that. And then later on, a lot of movies imitating this Friday the 13th Part 1, and they're just shit. Right. They're really hard to bear. And this one is it's it's an okay movie. It's watchable. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good. So we all good on anybody else want to say anything about uh, the the first one? The The first one, no, other than the fact that. Betsy Palmer was absolutely amazing. She's yeah. she's like the one yeah, actor great. in the movie. She, right. Yeah, truly. Yeah. She truly is. Yeah. And honestly, actually, when she was in this movie, a lot of people were mad. Um, right. I think it was actually Gene Siskel who published her address after watching this movie so people could send her hate mail. Right. Oh, come on. He was so angry that, that someone of her caliber yeah. was in this movie that she put he put her address yeah. on blast in like variety or something oh, like that. Well, that's lame. She yeah, she definitely sells it. You know? Yeah. She so takes good. what Wasn't she it the wrong to... address though? That oh, he posted. I, I think that might be true. <laughs> right? He posted like the wrong address. Yeah, so let's get through uh two and three. Uh cool. more more quickly, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I don't think there's nearly as much to say. No, there's not. So, 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 part two, 1981, directed by Steve Miner, uh, written by Victor Miller, same writer. Um, and so, the memorable quality of this one is this is Baghead Jason. Bag Jason's head. the killer. Yeah. He's got the the sack on He's his got head. The one eyeball. The one eyeball. Well, how come not the other eyeball? Please? Was otherwise all fucked up. He's all it's deformed. lower. It's yeah. lower and it's than lower. the other one. Would have been yeah. harder. I mean, he could have cut a different eye hole that was just lower, but yeah. I don't know. That's not as good. Oh, eye. but before, can we just step back? We we have to discuss Mongoloid Jason from the first one. At the at the he's, end, the dream sequence. Yeah, mm. he's he's just like a bubble headed, weird little Mongoloid boy with right. one and a half teeth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he still kind of is for the rest of them a little bit, though, when he's grown yeah, up. Yeah, he, he is all the same. Like grown-up version of that. But he does show up in the movie, and then they make it like a dream, so you... Right. I think that was a cop-out. I think the movie should have ended. It does. He blasts out of the water, grabs her, credits. But instead, mm-hmm. she wakes up from that. It's right. It's like, what's the point? It's cheap. It, I think it's a cheap way for them to write themselves in different directions at the end of yeah. the movie. Because they can do... They do a dream, and then... So it can go two different ways like they can be like oh maybe that really happened because at the end they're like we didn't found we didn't find a boy right. and she's like well he's still out there right and yeah. the movie like, ends it zooms uh, in on the water and you see like bubbles there yeah yeah and that confused me too because it makes it very obvious that that was supposed to be 
just one movie. Right. You know, like Jason's not alive, but they just write it in. It was like, oh, he's been alive this whole time and just living in the woods right. and eating dirt. Squid. You know? Yeah. Well, and no one's ever seen him. Even though he's right. like a mile away from camp. No one's ever seen his hut. And I don't well, know. you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. The the you know the direct Sean Cunningham, the writer Victor Miller, they had said this was supposed to be a standalone, and Jason was yeah. supposed to be a dream. Jason's not real, uh-huh. and so when this movie made money, and the studio Paramount said, "Okay, we want another one," yeah. um, and they were the Cunningham and and Victor Miller were both just were like not into it, and because they're like, "Well, Jason's not real. We didn't write him to be a character." But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter was, they killed off their killer, and they needed a new killer. So I think then it kind of sucks that in part two they just went. They're like, "Oh, well, Jason's not dead." It totally nullifies the motivation of his yeah. mom's killing in the first one. In the um, in the Ash first Jason versus Freddy comic books, they change a little bit. So um, Jason's mother has raised Jason from the dead via Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. But it's still a psychopath, mm-hmm. and uh, I almost like that better. <laughs> like she, so cool. he, he drowned and he she she, she revived him. him. Yeah, that's cool. But still has vendetta against these campers. You know? Right, that would make more sense. That's fun. Yeah, Cro- yeah. I, crossover. I mean, well, I think that's kind of you know this is like the first time we see in the series like the continuity in Friday Thirteenth sucks. Like you know, and uh, yeah, and it's a lot of it's left up to the viewer because the directors didn't have the foresight or didn't they didn't want to have the foresight to you know consider what would happen next because it's just gonna be passed off to the next guy. Exactly. The, bu- the buck right. is gonna get passed, right. so you just gotta sure. fill in the holes with right. bullshit. Right. You but know? you know that being said, um, in this one, I I um. I liked uh, I liked the fact that Jason was this like mongoloid li- hermit living in the woods this whole time. Yeah, it's I, creepy. Yeah, it, it's more creepy to me than the mom. And I just want to get into Jason's outfit real quick for this one. Um, so uh, so Jason's outfit for part two, he's got um, it, it's much more uh, it, it's very rustic. He's got mm-hmm. a, he was wearing a dark blue plaid shirt with overalls, mm-hmm. um, very hillbilly esque. Um, he's got a bag. It's either a potato sack or a pillowcase. Whatever's more practical in the woods of New Jersey or wherever. It's more of a sack to me. A sack? You you go potato sack? What do you, yeah, what? I think it's sacky. Potato it's sack? Yes. Yeah, really? Like burlap. Where the fuck is he getting a, a, a potato sack? Uh, you know, Kitchen? Well, it's the in the, no, it's a, it's a, it's at a summer camp. But potato sack races. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Oh, that's there a good go. call. Um. So yeah. So um. You know. So this one and it, and it's tied around to the rope. So you know he's got this rustic hillbilly look. He's you know he's not impressing anyone with his outfit in this one. Not at all. The poor guy. So, I mean, so is the second one? Does that have his mom's head in it? Yeah, yes. that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of the pro- that that's probably my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, at the end, that is cool. Yeah. And he's dragged. Um, what's her name's body? Oh, um, the main character from the first film. Right. Yeah, he kills her in the beginning, and he brings her body all the way to the shrine. Yeah, to place in front of her. Pretty. And she got the sweat sh- the sweater and everything. Yeah, and then the girl puts oh. on her. The dead woman's clothes yeah. to trick him. At the it's, end. Cre- it's gross and creepy and fun. Yeah, the, the people, the kids were fun, but they weren't really likable. Like I feel like they really don't hit the stride until the fourth one, because yeah, the the best thing to do in any horror movie to make it successful is make the characters all likable. Like the movie Alien. Every one of those people yeah. is like you can. These are people. Yeah, these are yep. human beings. I like them. I don't want them to die. Right. No. For the first three movies, they're pretty much all replaceable. Yeah. I don't care about yeah. any of them, so it don't really have any effect on me when they die. Well, what I got right. out of this and pretty much all the Friday the Thirteenth movies is not not only are they just boring to me, I actually dislike them. Yeah, right. I think you, almost, you must want them to. to I die. do want. Yeah. Them. It's not almost. I like when they die. To right. just en- like, that's at least entertaining. That it, to it me, is, yeah. you know. So the what I know this wasn't intentional, but this is what I get out of these movies is that for the first like act, like the first half hour, they show you how annoying and obnoxious <laughs> these people are. Yeah, and then Jason comes in and, and helps you out. Right. <laughs> He's just like setting up these like bowling pins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's the buddy All right, in the Jason, corner. Knock him out, buddy. Yeah, and then he gets rid of them in really clever ways. Right. Except for two, the last thing I really had to say about two at all is Terry. She is by far, I think, the most attractive girl out of all of them. She the remind me which one Terry is. Uh, number one turd cutter in all <laughs> of the Friday the 13th snip, movies. Snip, snip, yeah. snip. Snip, snip, snip. Number one turd cutter. She's got it, dude. Um, she's the one she owns. She's the owner of Muffin. 
Oh, it, she has the short shorts and the hair kind of pinned up, it, and she she, the, she goes into the lake and takes a, a skinny dip. Uh oh. Right. Oh, she's the one with like she yeah with like the really high short shorts and yeah, like the yeah. really high top. She, she finds the guy who gets strung up in the rabbit trap. Right. Is, she, is okay. she the one who keeps getting teased by the one guy? There's yeah. Like the yes, guy yeah. the guy keeps fucking her. with her, yeah. And you're like, fucking cut it out. You know what? Both of you die. And then <laughs> yeah. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But that's really about it. I don't have anything good to say about the movie. Except I think the whole last scene is very up in the air. Um, could be a dream, could not be a dream. I'm going to go with a dream because Muffin is alive and he's clearly dead. They find Muffin's dead body in the woods. No, they don't find Muffin's they dead body. They find Muffin's body in the woods. When? The, these two two of the kids are off in the woods, and they find Muffin's dead body. 100%. Re- see, I don't know. I, I think Jason doesn't have a lot of rules, but I think too, I don't think he kills kids, and he doesn't kill dogs. I think he kills a dog in the fourth one, too. No, he doesn't. That dog makes it. That dog jumps out You're of sure a the goddamn window. It? Hell yeah. Okay. And the dog in Jason Takes Manhattan, too, which we're not talking about this podcast, also makes it. And it's implied, like, you wonder... There's every movie you wonder if Jason's going to kill a dog, and he doesn't. Yeah. I think he likes dogs. Now, at the end of the second one, is it is it one of those weird, like, the end of the first one where where you think he's dead and then he's not and he comes back? Yeah, he bursts through the window and does yeah. a mask on and you see him. Right. Yeah. And he looks – that's when he's all mongoloid and hairy. He's got a beard and shit. One of my – Can we say mongoloid? Is that PC? Um, It probably isn't. I don't care. Okay, good. <laughs> Established. <laughs> Um, it's a good word. It's a fun word to say. Can we say mongos? Yeah, mongo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was mad mongo. I don't hella mongo. I don't like mongo, daylight Jason. Don't not a fan no? of him in the daylight. I hate when they show him in the daylight. Even when he's not killing people, he's just like Hank. You see him in the woods or whatever. See, I like him in part six in the daylight, which I'll get to later when he comes across okay. the paint, the corporate paintball group. I like him in the daylight. There. That's the one thing that bugs me about that movie. That whole scene. Huh. Okay, yeah. a lot we'll of that. a lot of daylight, well, yeah. Jason. In the next one, we're going to get into number three. Yeah, what do you got for us for number three, there, Luke? All right, so part three came out in 1982. It's directed by Steve Miner. First time this dude. He was like a producer on the other ones, I think. Um, well, pause one second. Yeah. First of all, I like to say, can we all agree here that two and three are the worst out of all of these? No, absolutely not. You you won't you won't agree to that. No, um, the worst. What? what? No, t- uh, three. I yeah. I, I I'm with you on what we're talking about. One through six. I mean, I want to kind of get into my ratings later. I want to how well, I stack. Them, I just but, bring this up because yeah, sure. I just want to say that two and three were directed by Steve Miner, who directed another film by the name of Lake Placid, which you seem to oh, be same guy. That's oh, shit. so maybe that's why I like. <laughs> oh, so in love with. Yeah, well, Lake Placid is a brilliant film. Much yeah. like part two, I I like part two a lot. Um, part three, I'm with you. I part three. And part five are my least favorite of the first parts, first six parts that we're going over. Um, part three, I, I really fucking don't like part three at all. Um, memorable quality, this is the first one, Jason dons the hockey mask, right? That's about it. Um, it's in 3D, which is used to hilarious comedic effect watching now. Yes, that's why I love part three. Yeah. Because that's, there's so much of pointing stuff at the screen. Yeah. That's and, the entire point of the whole movie. So yes. real quick, things that, that are in 3D that are pointed at the screen. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, it's great to watch it yo-yos. not in 3D. No, there's not a yo-yo. There, there is a, a yo-yo. There's a yo-yo. There is a, yeah. a pretty much a five-minute yo-yo scene. <laughs> 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 you're so fucking dumb. You're right. I, you're right I was you're losing right. my mind. I was so yeah, yeah. frustrated at that point that they're just like, oh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like, because she's on the ground and he's yo-yoing above you're her. Right. So yeah. you, you're as right. a viewer, yeah. he was like, "Oh, the yo-yo doesn't right. get me." That was terrible. Um, there's a there's a baseball bat. There, a, a scene opens with kids playing baseball in the street. The kid and it's yeah. not the camera doesn't it, focus like, on the kids at all. It's just it, a shot. Yeah. yeah, you. The bat is held up. Uh, a joint. The stoners in this one hold Whoa. up a joint. <laughs> everyone, uh, everyone in the crowd is like, reaching in. Yeah. Hey, hey, let me get some of that. <laughs> and, this, and this, by the way, I, had a cushion, I think it's called uh, a not stereo. Is it stereographic or anaglyph? Like, there's two different types oh, right. of 3D. Right, yeah. This is, whatever, this is red and blue glasses 3D, yeah. whatever that one's called. And I didn't even know there's different kinds. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's, I think stere- stereoscopic and anaglyphic. Stereoscopic is analglyphic. Yeah, anal anal uh, hieroglyphics. Yes. Um, yeah, I prefer the anal hieroglyphics. Stereoscopic, I think, is what is what they. Um, it, it, one is one way, one's the other. One is what they have now, where it's like shutter frames, like 
they 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 have like two cameras running on the projecting at the same time or two images projecting at once huh. back and forth that that's what causes that's not just digital it's not all just digital it, well it is digital but there's a it's it, i can't explain it because i'm not a 3d scientist but mm. well why did we bring more... you on the show then mark we thought <laughs> i was told you were a 3d scientist well we didn't he burst through the window oh right yeah <laughs> like <Yeah>. an animal <laughs> Well, next time, hopefully, well, a 3D scientist bursts in and can clear this up. And I think it, the other the other way around is the red and blue, and it's, like, such a bad effect. It's barely 3D. Yeah. If you watch a movie like that, and that's, that was the 3D that they right. – were In the 50s, I think, is is when they were using that in the theater. Right. Um, and it just looks dumb. And th- so this movie didn't even, wasn't even, like, super 3D. Like, the effect wasn't that great. So they're just wasting your time. Right. I would still like to see it at least in 3D. If you get the yeah, box you know, set, oh it, come, yeah. it comes yeah, with yeah. the 3D glasses. The, the blue. Okay. The oh, you should 100% watch it in should. 3D. Yeah. I would like to do because I, I heard the same. I heard the 3D like really even in theaters wasn't that. And you watch yeah. it now. I mean, it's just kind of like the, like the baseball bat in the joints. Like, how was that in 3D? It's just held up to the screen. Yeah. yeah. Also, the eyeball that got the ro- eyeball. road nap. Yes. Holds out the <laughs> eyeball. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you. You guys got very kind. Like. Oh, so you are all gonna die. I've I found this among other body parts, and he told me that you're coming. And like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know what that guy's doing. He's in the continuation of Ralph's legacy. Who yeah. passed away in the second one? Right, R.I.P. Ralph. We didn't get to that. He gets killed in, yeah. in a closet. <laughs> He's yeah. Ralph needs to stop frequenting. Well, closets. He, yeah. I think it was supposed to be ironic because he well he mm. gets killed outside, and they, he puts his body in the, in the pantry. Right, right. Where he was hiding in right. the first one, you know, little yeah. callback. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. The the best three D part I think is the opening text. Um, it comes out yeah. of Jason's mom's head. Yeah, in three D, out of her eyes. Three D Friday Thirteenth. And also the opening music actually is great. That's my favorite score for mm-hmm. all of them. Really, it's this is weird disco track. Oh, yeah. right when it's right when the text comes out. Awesome. This eighties disco. I am disco so track. into that. Yeah, one. I'm that's too. my favorite. Yeah, that is really good. It's so good. Um, oh, and I just, okay, so I just want to get into real quick Jason's outfit for this one. Um, now, cause I think he's got a really impressive wardrobe in part three. Um, he's taking care of himself a little more in part two. Um, he's started the franchise now. You know, he doesn't want to be seen in this plaid overalls pillowcase. You know, he's, he cleans up yeah. Zach. He's big in this one. He's a lot bigger, a lot taller. Now, this one, he's wearing a dark um, green button-down shirt, and he's it fits him well for his frame. Um, he's also wearing these light denim blue jeans, which is nice. Um, they look like jeans. They might be more like work pants, but I think they're jeans. Um, he's got the dirty black boots as usual. But um, it's nice to see him in these in these denims. You know, they fit him well. They support him. They seem functional. So I really was a big fan of his outfit. And I think that if I'm not mistaken, after this, this is like the outfit he wears for basically the rest of the series. Uh huh. But it just keeps getting like shittier as it goes on, more like tattered. So this and is like the most wet. like casual maybe job yeah. inter- job interview wear. <laughs> job interview, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> you know, this is him in his prime. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's okay. I'm 27. You know, I'm ready to get out there. I've I think seen he's a some older. stuff. Maybe I've got not. some kills under my belt. Right. I've seen some stuff. Well, here's what I here's what I have to offer, and my, my clothing. My clothing shows that, and he gets the hockey mask. I think that I yeah. think we can all agree yeah, this is the one where Jason really mask. finds himself. Yeah, um, he's stylistically. <laughs> yeah, he knows where, what he's doing. Well, so, so maybe then. So I, I kind of you know talking about this right now makes me kind of like the movie a little more. You know, he really does. Fi- no, the, the third, third part. One? Three, yeah, he finds himself here. Yeah, that's true. A coming of age. Yeah. Really. he's got over his mo- his mother issues. He's right. Like, you know, they're gone. He doesn't live with them anymore. Right, yeah. He's moved out of his little shack yeah, now. Now he just out hangs out in a barn for this it, movie. With his mother's head. Right. Know, he's still got the mom's head. You know. I mean, memories. Yeah, but, yeah, he's found himself. Yeah. And that's where, uh, move, on, move on to number four. You guys ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. I just want to say real quick, but why I hate part three is because it takes place in a fucking barn. Yeah. The in- yeah, Why? What the yeah. fuck is he doing in this barn? The barn sucks. Does anyone know yeah. what he's doing? I I don't know. I I think it's it's limiting. It, it's, yeah. it's fun to you don't want to go too far away from the the whole camp setting, but just in that one building, right? It's very very limiting. It is maybe one or two kills, but I mean the entire movie, every kill is he's just lurking in the barn. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that because uh, shooting this film was hell. Was uh, it? This one was hell because of the amount of stuff you need. To shoot 3D oh, even yeah. at the time, it's like a weird rig with two, so two cameras. So to keep up. it mm-hmm. to just there was okay. probably the easiest thing. If Economical. you're doing all this 3D stuff, yeah. um, 
Yeah, they had to reshoot so many things and okay. set up so many things a million fucking times. Do you think maybe it wasn't originally supposed to all take place in a stupid barn? Maybe, maybe not. No. I know some stuff that got cut out of that. Like, um, I, there was a, a scene where Shelly is escaping with the girl from those bikers. I hate Shelly. And uh, they get out, they finally get the motorcycles and start chasing them. And they have a scene, obviously made for 3D, where he shakes up a bottle of champagne that he bought and pops it. And it hits one of the bikers in the eyes and they mm. crash their bikes. And that was just completely cut out. Huh. You know. That would have been fun. Well, Shelly makes the motorcycles fall over a little, maybe too much in that movie. It also gives the characters a little bit more depth, I think. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, <laughs> champagne. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, there's they a little like bit something. more. Yeah, that's what they do when they get hit by stuff. <laughs> now, now I know. Yeah. Because I didn't know before. I also love uh, the punks uh, siphoning gas while smoking <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tells the guy to throw out the cigarette, and then he, he throws out, but he puts another one in his mouth yeah. and doesn't like it. Mom, that's